Hey, Disney Cruise fans, it's Wes. If you'd like to support the show, please consider booking your next Disney trip with us. We are independent travel agents affiliated with Mickey World Travel, a platinum Disney earmarked agency. Though we specialize in Disney cruises, we book all Disney destinations. We'll help you with all the planning details and make sure you don't miss out on anything important. Of course, if it is a Disney cruise, we'll give you some onboard credit up to $1,000 to spend on your trip. That's free money to spend on whatever you want just for booking with us. Spa treatments, port adventures, merchandise, adult dining experiences. It doesn't cost you anything to work with us, and you'll pay the same as if you book directly through Disney. So you might as well get some extra spending money to take with you. If you're interested, send me an email at Wes, W-E-S, at MickeyWorldTravel.com. And now, on to the show. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 103 of the DCL Dude podcast. My name is Wes, and I hope you all had a fun, safe, and happy Halloween holiday weekend. Uh, my family went with the Peter Pan theme this year, so my son was Peter Pan, my daughter was Tinkerbell, my wife was Wendy, my dog was Nana, and by default, I got to be Captain Hook, but... Nobody is a better procrastinator than me, and it, it kind of came back to bite me a little bit this Halloween. I, I bought my costume several weeks ago, so I was feeling good. I was well, you know, planning well ahead, but I didn't open the package until Halloween morning, and it turned out that my Captain Hook costume ended up being just the jacket. So my, my costume was a bit incomplete, but in my defense, the picture on the front of the package showed the whole getup. Uh, so I think it was more. Uh, 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 false advertising definitely definitely not my fault <laughs> but uh, I, I put a picture up over on my Instagram account if you want to check that out unfortunately I have to start off this episode with some bad news not necessarily for you just for me I haven't shared this at all publicly but we we had to push our next cruise out and I'm having a really hard time coping with it. We were scheduled to be on the Dream on November on November 5th. It was a cruise that my wife and I were really looking forward to, but unfortunately my work schedule changed as a result of our company going public uh, and we were no longer able to make the cruise date work. Couple that with my wife's teacher schedule and our upcoming uh, trip to Walt Disney World that we were basically forced to take, <laughs> so that we don't lose our, our DVC points. And I'm I'm not able to say as of this moment when we'll be able to get on our next cruise. And I have to say that I'm just absolutely devastated by it. After all the amazing things we've been hearing and about cruising right now, we were really looking forward to finally getting on a ship and. Um, it was it was just gonna be my wife and I, so I uh, definitely a huge blow to my uh, to my morale. But enough about me. Let's catch you up on uh, the Disney Cruise stories you may have missed over the last couple weeks. These ones aren't really major stories, but ones that I thought were interesting and felt worthwhile to share. First, Disney announced that it will feature a Disney Wish float in this upcoming Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Captain Mickey will be at the helm of the ship, which will also spotlight 15 favorite Disney friends, including Princess Tiana, Aladdin, and Jasmine, uh, and Cinderella, who all represent stories and experiences you'll get on board the Disney Wish. 
If you haven't seen the rendering of the float, it's pretty cool. It's like a, a mini whimsical version of the Disney Wish that features Mickey-shaped porthole mirrors on the sides, which are apparently designed to, to, to let you see yourself on a Disney cruise. So uh, I thought that was an interesting uh, fact about the, the float. Personally, I love the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. It was always a, a family tradition of ours to wake up on Thanksgiving morning and, and watch it. Um, and it always just brings back those nostalgic memories for me. <laughs> it's also been a tradition every year to say, wouldn't it be cool to, to be there in person for the parade one day? But I, I think it's I think it's more fun to actually just say that every year than, than it would be to actually be there, especially nowadays. Um, but anyway, be on the lookout for some Disney Cruise representation in this year's parade. Next, two quick updates on the Disney Wish. I Well, I guess technically that last one was, was Wish-related too. So all my updates are Wish-related this week. Uh, last week, Disney Cruise Line revealed the Avengers Quantum Encounter Dinner Experience show on, on uh, in the Disney Wish's Worlds of Marvel main dining restaurant, which will feature the content created in collaboration with the actual actors from uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, the Worlds of Marvel Dining Experience will feature the voices of Paul Rudd as Ant-Man, Evangeline Lilly as the Wasp, Anthony Mackie as Captain America. It still feels a little weird to say that since it's not Chris Evans anymore. Um, and, uh, and Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. Carrie Condon will voice Friday, and Ross Marcond will voice Ultron. He's not the original voice of Ultron um, from the MCU movies, so you know, not the guy who voiced Ultron in Age of um, Age of Ultron, uh, which is a bit disappointing. But he did voice Ultron in a couple of the episodes in the What If series on Disney Plus, so you may still recognize the voice. And finally, D23 shared a sneak peek at a few of the offerings you can expect in the main dining restaurants on board the Disney Wish. 1923, which features two distinct rooms, one named for Walt Disney and the other for Roy O. Disney, uh, will pay tribute to the Walt Disney Company's California heritage with a, a fusion of Asian, European, and Southern American flavors. Um, they shared photos of two dishes. One is a porcini spiced ahi tuna plate, and the other is a fennel Bartlett pear and tatsoi salad. <laughs> Not really sure how to say that one, but that's what it is. Um, Arendelle, a frozen dining adventure, will be the, the, the first purpose-built restaurant on a Disney ship designed for a theatrical dining experience. The two dishes from this restaurant that were shared were uh, a pan-seared Chilean sea bass. Um, and if you're familiar with Disney Cruise Line menus, uh, that the, the sea bass is a, a, a DCL menu staple. Um, and a juniper-spiced roasted free-range chicken dish. And finally, the World of Marvel restaurant, which promises to be a dining experience like you've never seen, previewed um, Marvel-inspired desserts, which included flourless chocolate beetroot cake <laughs> and sticky fig pudding. Um, so that's everything that was shared by D23. I don't know about you, but I can't wait to get on board and take a peek at the rest of these menus. I love the variety offered uh, in the main dining restaurants, and I'm sure the, the wish will not disappoint. All right, let's get into this week's episode. I have to admit I'm a little nervous for this one because it's a bit different than what you are used to hearing on this show. Um, I've said it several times before that I'm uh, looking forward to see what Disney does with The Wish to compete with some of the more modern ships that the other cruise lines have to offer. The Disney Fantasy, which is currently the newest ship in the fleet, set sail on her maiden voyage in 2012. So... 
in the grand scheme of things, it's not that old. But when you consider other cruise lines um, have introduced multiple new ships to their fleets since uh, since then, the fantasy starts to show its age a little bit when it comes to technology, staterooms, entertainment, um, and even some dining experiences. So in this episode, I am talking with a longtime Disney Cruise fan who recently sailed um, with two other cruise lines, and, and I asked him to compare his experiences. Obviously, you all know about my love for Disney Cruise Line, but I certainly think there is room for improvement. Uh, in this episode, we are going to talk about things that other cruise lines are doing uh, that we think Disney could uh, take a page from. Hope you enjoy. It's no secret that I love Disney Cruise Line. I'm very passionate about it. It's my family's favorite way to vacation, and I've spent four years talking about it on a podcast every other week to fellow fans who share that passion. But that doesn't mean that there isn't uh, isn't room for improvement. I'm sure other cruise lines do certain things better than Disney or has things that I would enjoy, but I've never, I've never had the desire to venture away from it. So when it comes to telling you how wonderful Disney Cruise Line is, I, I may not be the, the most objective. So for this week's episode, I've invited a fellow Disney Cruise fan onto the show who's had some recent experience sailing on other cruise lines. Um, I told him to take good notes because I wanted to pick his brain on what other cruise lines are doing better than Disney. Um, and my hope is that Disney Cruise Line is kind of keeping an eye on what other players in the industry are doing and looking at ways to improve its own product. Um, and this is one of the reasons that I have high expectations for the wish because I've, I've seen some of the things that these other ships have. Um, and it always has me thinking that Disney has some work to do to catch up. So, um, my friend Chris, who you may know as concierge, Chris, uh, has spent, uh, a lot of time, uh, a lot of time on board Disney cruise ships, but has recently, uh, since the cruise restart, sailed on both Royal Caribbean and Celebrity cruise ships. So he's gonna he's gonna do a little compare and contrast with me on today's episode. And so, with all that in mind, Chris, welcome back to the show. Thanks for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me back again, Wes. I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. So, why don't we start by? Um, having you just sort of tell us how you how you ended up on a, a Royal Caribbean cruise and a celebrity cruise because you certainly had a, a couple Disney cruises booked <laughs> during the shutdown. So as you know, I had a lot of cruises um, <laughs> between you know booked before the shutdown and then rebooking. I think I was up to seventeen Disney cruises that I had you know <laughs> rescheduled booked that didn't happen. Yeah. And then fast forward to late May of this year when Royal Caribbean announced what they were going to do, Celebrity announced what they were going to do, and Disney was giving us no information at all. I was just, you know, all I wanted was, this is our plan. If things stay the same, we're going to try to do this. But they were giving us nothing. And so I was trying to get a cruise in before my daughter had to go back to college. And we had a Disney cruise book for August 2nd. And Royal came out with their sailings, and they had a cruise August 2nd that kind of matched up. So I put it on a 24-hour hold. You you booked it for me. And lo and behold, the next day, Disney canceled their sailing. So yeah. I booked the Royal Caribbean sailing there. <laughs> and then in September, I was gonna, me and my wife were going to celebrate. It was our 26th wedding anniversary, my 51st birthday. So last year, we didn't get to do much. So this year, we're supposed to make up for it. Yeah. And I had a fantasy sailing booked. But again, I didn't know what was going on. And celebrities said they were going to sail. So I booked the celebrity sailing. And I, I'll, I'll admit, in mid 
late July, I had a little FOMO when Disney started said they're going to sail and then the fantasy is going to sail. I thought, what did I book this other cruise line for? Yeah. And I was, I was a little, you know, mixed emotions about it, but I glad I went on these other, this other cruise lines and it was a great experience. And so we'll talk about it now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I, I just, I thought it was funny because you had booked all these Disney cruises. not funny. I mean, it, it, it it's, it's, awful that uh you know so many got canceled but you, you know you had all these cruises booked and then just like you said i you know i shared your frustration that disney cruise line wasn't giving any details on their restart plans and i and i even i think i even said to you before you had booked these cruises like disney's gonna start losing some of their their loyal customers because they're not you know not announcing what their their plans are for the restart so um but anyway you went on these uh these cruises the the royal caribbean and the celebrity so which which ships did you sail on do you remember i know i know which one you sailed on the celebrity do you remember which ship it was on so, the yeah, royal so yeah on the royal caribbean it was the freedom of the seas mm-hmm. it was a four night out of miami yep and then it was a celebrity edge a seven night out of uh, Fort Lauderdale. That's right. And you originally thought about doing a Royal Caribbean out of uh, uh, the Bahamas, right? When that was kind of the first cruise at all to announce that it was yes, going to Yes, when restart. they did announce those, I actually, you booked one of those for me. Yeah. And then I started looking into the flights and the logistics of it. And it was just, didn't wasn't to eat from California. It was like, they're all red-eye flights and horrible layovers. It, yeah. just, it seemed like a lot of work to get there. And so I kind of like eh, and then luckily a few weeks later they announced the the Miami sailing. It was like okay, this is perfect. Yeah, yeah. So glad it all worked out for you. So obviously this is a, a Disney cruise show. So I, I want to kind of um, think about you know this this topic kind of focused on what you know Disney Cruise Line is doing well and you know maybe what they could do to improve and so um I have a bunch of different categories here and I wanted to I wanted to kind of just pick your brain based on your experiences you know who which of the cruise lines kind of does it best and then if it's not Disney Cruise Line what do they need to do, kind of in your opinion, to to step it up so that it is the best? And so we'll I'll just give an example here. So to kick it off, let's start with an easy one. We'll start with dining. So um, what was your experience dining on these other cruise lines? And, um, and, and which cruise line, in your opinion, has the best overall kind of dining experience? So for the dining, let me start by saying that we ate in specialty restaurants on the Royal Caribbean and the Celebrity. And I can't compare that to Paolo or Remy. But one thing we did eat in all – I've eaten in all the places is the buffet. And, you know, Disney buffets, it's fine, right? Royal Caribbean buffet was horrible. <laughs> okay. I put Disney in the middle. Yep. And Celebrity is so far higher. Oh, it's wow. unbelievable. You know, I've been hearing about how Disney's not having a lot of selection at the buffet right now. Mm-hmm. Celebrity had a taco station, a salad station, a big like bakery area, hot, regular hot dogs and hamburgers, mm-hmm. pastas, carved meats. And it was, there was only 850 people on my sailing, and they had all these – I didn't think they were all going to be open, and they are all open. Oh, wow. And the few things we had were really good. So I was really impressed with that. And then, you know, with the – Premium dining experience, you know, on on a Royal, we had a hibachi that was awesome. I would love to see that on Disney ships. Yeah, that would be amazing. I would love to see a hibachi. 
it was a fun dinner, and we eat hibachi at home sometimes, and this was like the best hibachi I've ever had. Oh, wow. The Steakhouse on Royal, I was a, it was okay, but then there was an Italian restaurant on Royal called Giovanni's Italian Kitchen that's more of a, you know, not a, you don't have to dress up to go there, very, you know, laid back kind of restaurant, and the food was outstanding. And then um, I would compare it almost to Palo. It wasn't the same atmosphere, so Palo, you can have a better dinner. Yeah. And then on Celebrity, you know, we were, uh, it wasn't called concierge, it was called The Retreat. So that's their concierge type level. Mm -hmm. And we had our own dining room, which I know The Wish is going to have, which I'm looking forward to. And so that dining room, we ate for lunch and dinner, really good. And then it had so many specialty restaurants, so many choices. We had, there was a steakhouse, there was a, like a, um, a sushi place. There was like a French place. There was a rooftop garden, like barbecue place. There's this place called Eden, which I don't even know how to describe it. <laughs> it's a dinner experience, but yeah. you had all these options, and the, the food was outstanding. I yeah. didn't have a bad meal. And so I'm disappointed that Disney didn't, you know, on the Wish, have more specialty restaurants. So, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. So all those ones that you mentioned are specialty restaurants, is that right? Correct. And so then in addition the... to those restaurants, they have kind of regular dining locations I, I don't know how how dining kind of works so on, on these Royal, other cruise lines. they have the main dining room which was like three stories i believe on our ship mm -hmm. and that's just the main dining room it has two seatings i believe and, and i'll be honest we only went there for lunch the first day it was fine nothing mm -hmm. spectacular on celebrity i think there's three main dining rooms if i remember right plus wow. two sweet dining rooms plus all the specialty restaurants and the buffet wow that's a lot and, of food options. <laughs> yeah. But one thing on Royal was kind of cool. Yeah. They also on Royal have a burger place. Uh, is it uh, – I can't think of the name of it now. It's not Rockets. It's, it's, a, it's a burger place. It's an upcharge. It was minimal fee. It was really good. Mm -hmm. There was like a Haagen-Dazs ice cream place on there that was fun to go to. It had, it had a couple other little places that were – you know, they were an upcharge, but it was a reasonable price. I want to say the Haagen-Dazs, like a milkshake, was like $3 or something like that gotcha okay very reasonable yeah. so um that's interesting so it sounds like you know you would say that disney needs more variety in terms of specialty restaurants is that kind of definitely yeah. and I, I wouldn't mind and having like too. an upcharge hamburger place yeah they get a better quality hamburger than the stuff that's on the pool deck you know they're they are what they are. You know, kids love them, but they're not the yeah. greatest. And so, so that's yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just gonna say. So, what about in terms of like the dining experience? Because on Disney Cruise Line, you have, you know, the rotational dining is a a big thing that Disney always sells. That they, you know, they they do better than other cruise lines. And 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 their um their dining locations, many of them are are kind of a you know a dining experience. They have the dinner show with music and um you know kind of theater and all that stuff. So, what about the experience inside, not necessarily focus on the food, but just kind of the experience inside the restaurants. So on Celebrity, you have a, a lot of similarities with that. So you have, you know, the, the main dining room, we didn't go to them, but there's three, you know, very themed restaurants. Oh, okay. One's a very Italian, one's, one's called Tuscan something. But then on the upcharge restaurants, one was called La Pete Chef, and it has like a dinner show where it projects from the ceiling a show onto your table, the two chefs telling a story, making your food, and telling the story of the two chefs, and it goes through spring, summer, fall, winter. Yeah. And so it starts in spring, and then by summer they have two kids. By fall, their kids are going to college, and by winter <laughs> wow. the kids come back with the grandkids yeah. kind of deal. And then Eden, 
I, I I saw some you know some videos and some pictures you sent me of that uh, dining experience and it looks really cool. It was it was I didn't know what it was going going into it yeah. and the menu was like it's a price fix menu on that one because yeah. they make what you order so there's basically two shows going on at once depending on what you order. Oh okay. So my w- wife had a different appetizer or something so she's having a, they're making a different thing for her while they're making mine. Yeah. So. And then Eden is a, a kind of a music-centered place to eat, and it has live music on a story right above you. It's a multi-story venue. And before COVID, there was like live performers that would come table to table. So we didn't have that experience. But it's a five-course meal. You know, everything is unbelievable. And but you know, they plate the stuff with tweezers. It's all it, it's oh. it's oh yeah, it's you know, the food was good. Yeah. Um, my steak, I could have could have been a little bigger. Yeah. But it was the food was outstanding. It's and the music was great, and it was just a fun time. Yeah. And then a couple of their other restaurants are right off. Um, I don't want to call. They didn't call it the main atrium, but the main area, like where they have multiple stories, and the bottom there's a martini bar and celebrity, and they have live music all the time. So these restaurants have no walls that are next to it. So all the music's coming in from the atrium there. So it's it was really a fun experience. Mm. Nice. And one of the things that you mentioned, I just, you know, with the, with the technology of that, that dinner show, I, one of the things I'm really looking forward to with the Disney wish in particular, but hopefully with the rest of the ships in the fleet is just, um, finding out how Disney is going to incorporate some of these new technologies into their ships, because, you know, there, there is some technology that you get to experience on, you know, on the, on the current ships, but not to the level that some of these other cruise lines are doing. So I'm really looking forward to, you know, seeing what, you know, what new technologies they can bring on board. And we've seen a little bit of it in kind of the, the some of the videos that they've released, but um, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I hope they do something. And, I, you know, Celebrity Edge was built in 2018 or the sale yeah. of 2018. So it's 10 years newer exactly. than the fantasy and stuff. Yeah. But if they don't use this projection technology, they're missing the boat. Sure. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay. So um, let's go on to kind of the the live shows and entertainment. Did you experience much of uh, much of those on on these two cruises that you went on? So yes, for the first time ever, I think we went to a show almost every night. Oh wow. And okay. It, it, and it was you know on Disney we've seen you know the Golden Mickey's we've seen whatever show it has yeah. and I'm not a big theater person per se. Okay. I'm, and so on the Celebrity Edge, they had different – they have their own performer group that did a couple different shows. And they were you know, doing acrobat stuff and all you know, different popular music and stuff. And then they had a couple different performers. This one guy was named Kenny James, and he was like awesome. He did – he could do you know, like any voice. You know, he's doing like Chuck Berry. You know, just, he would just keep changing the different songs and stuff, and he's just really good. They had a, a magician illusionist one night that was really good. So every night, like, we got excited to see the shows. Yeah. And I, and on Royal, my wife and daughter went to a couple of shows, and one was like an ice skating show where they're doing you know, you know, ice skating, and on sea, and she said it was awesome. Oh, and wow. It was like, yeah. So it's like I for the first time in a long time we enjoyed going to the shows. Okay. And it was nice because I know Disney sometimes has these other entertainers. But they're never at seven o'clock or nine o'clock, right? They're always ten thirty at night or something. On Celebrity, they do two shows a night, seven and nine, so it's easy to catch one of them. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I, I mean the 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 live stage shows on the Disney cruise ships are, you know, like you said, they're they're obviously 
the they're, the theater performances. Broadway production. Yeah, exactly. And, and they are they're fantastic. I mean, the quality is amazing. But if that's not your thing, you're right. There's not really an alternative. You know, they do have variety acts on on certain days, and um, but you know, they're not really kind of in those prime time slots generally. Uh, so. So on the seven night sailing, Celebrity had their performers on two nights, and outside performers the other five nights. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So it was the last night they combined Kenny James with this other lady that was had an awesome voice, and they did like a show together. They and they never had done it before, but they mm-hmm. both were on the ship, and they kind of put something together, and it was really great. Okay. Cool. Um. So let's the next one that I want to go to is kind of something that I uh, I enjoy, but I, I think Disney Cruise Line could improve big time uh, in this fashion, and it's the pool deck. So I don't know, did you spend much time on the pool deck? Uh, I know you you know you you have sort of a private space where you um, are able to hang out. So did you? I mean, even if you didn't spend time there like just your impression of kind of the pool deck and the size of the pools and how they're used and kind of the other things that you have available to you on the pool deck how would you kind of compare the the, the three uh, cruise lines that you, you experienced so on, on i'll start with royal on royal they had a main pool area like a family pool then they had like an adult pool and our railing our rail sailing had about 1700 guests and the ship is about the size of the fantasy i believe yeah and the pools, even on the sea days, you know, with less guests, were not busy. They just looked bigger in general. Okay. And had, you know, a lot of like um, on the second story of the pool deck, it had like um, little cabana areas that were kind of neat that were free of charge, actually. So it's a oh, first wow. come, first serve. Yeah. They had like, you know, the two person like lounger thing there. On Celebrity, we had our own pool at the retreat deck that was actually. It was oh, reasonably the busy. Con- so the uh, concierge, I, I know yes. it's called Retreat, had its own pool. Correct. And nice. it was bigger than Disney's adult pool. Oh, wow. And then it had a main pool, which was a pretty good-sized pool area. And it had a bunch of, like, uh, cabana-type areas you could rent, too, you know, like couches and stuff. Okay. And they bring you drinks or whatever. And then it had an indoor pool in the solarium. Oh, wow. Which was – it was pretty good size and – Every time you walked in there, it always had it almost had like spa music playing. And like my wife's like, I think if we laid out here, we'd fall asleep in about five minutes, right? It's a very <laughs> yeah. relaxing kind of atmosphere out yeah. there. And it was all these pools were all bigger than Disney's pool. So it was like Yeah. Gotcha. What about um uh attractions on you know on deck? You know, obviously the fantasy and the dream have the aqueduct, the the magic has the aqua dunk, but that's, you know, and there's some slides, but that's kind of the extent of the uh, attractions on board. Um, so how would you rank Royal, the ones on the other ships? Royal had the, um, they had some pretty good sized slides and then they had a flow rider, which is the, like the, I don't want to call it a wave machine, thing. but it shoots the water up and you could like, um, boogie, not boogie board, but like, like a, you could lay on board on yeah. it and do stuff. And in some, I've done another place where you could stand up. I didn't see the stand up board on this. Oh, really? Okay. It's just almost like kind of like wakeboarding a little bit. Yeah, like body and, surfing. Yeah, and then they had like a rock wall type thing. And then they had a kid's splash area that looked, you know, for little kids, it looked really neat. Mm-hmm. And then Celebrity Edge, it, you know, it's not geared towards kids as oh, much. Oh, true, so it, yep. it doesn't even have a water slide. Yep. So, you know, if for kids on, you know, on the pool deck, 
I didn't, didn't even see a splash area if I don't I don't remember. Yeah, I don't think there was even a splash area for kids on that on on the edge. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I I mean I personally am a huge fan of the Aqua Duck. I think I've made you know I've I've said that on this show several times. But again, I, it's I I think there's things on the pool decks of these other cruise ships that you know look really fun and and are geared toward kind of a an older crowd that you know would be nice for Disney to incorporate something. Um, you know, something and, and the Aqua Mouse, I think will be, will be fun and, and interesting, but, um, you know, I, I, I always looking for them to do more. Definitely. Um, so <laughs> I think I already know what you'll say on, on this one, but how would you rank the state rooms that you stayed in, uh, on, you know, across your, uh, three different cruise lines? I, 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 it, it kills me to say this. <laughs> But Disney scores last. 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 Oh, wow. Even on the Freedom of the Siege, which is an older ship. Oh, my goodness. So, so you know, people, a lot of people saw it. We stayed in what they called the iconic suite on yes. the Celebrity Edge. I kind of went all out on this cruise. It was, I believe it's 1,800 square feet. Yeah, huge. It's completely ridiculous. <laughs> Very was modern. it multi-levels? I can't remember. No, it's not multi-levels. Okay. They have the Edge villas that are multi-levels. Yep. You know, very modern, a lot of grays. And as, as I was sitting there eating breakfast one morning, I'm looking around, though, thinking, this is not a place for like a three-year-old or two-year-old because there are so many sharp corners on <laughs> tables, the corner of the wall, yeah. the glass tables. You know, it is a very, you know, upscale type room. Okay. You know, it, it's, it's, it was more of an adult, definitely, type room. Yeah. But I saw some of the other rooms on the edge, and they, you know, look very modern and nice, but yeah. not, you know, not as more kid friendly, I would say. Okay. And then on Royal, you know, even though it was an older ship, our room had been redone, I think in 2018, if I remember right. And mm. we had the Royal suite and compared to Disney's Royal suite, it was a lot cheaper. It was a lot bigger, a lot more spacious. I mean, it had, it had so much room. They had a grand piano in it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so it, it, and I, can, I compare that Royal Suite to the Royal Suite on the classic ships. It has about the same. Actually, our deck had a little hot tub. Our deck was a little deeper than the. On the Royal Suite on the classic ships, your deck is no deeper than any of the other mm. balconies. So yeah. it's you know it's you know what it is, and just a lot more roomier. Like around the bed, like on Disney and the Royal Suite, you're pretty crowded on both sides of the bed. Um, our bedroom had floor-to-ceiling windows on the Royal Sailing. Oh, that's nice. The deck stopped right before our bedroom. We had plenty of deck on the family room part. And, you know, Disney uses on the concierge rooms the, the like the burl wood motif. That's oh, very, to me, late 90s, early 2000s. Sure, yeah. But it creaks and cracks <laughs> all night long, especially in rough seas. Yeah, right. Gotcha. So it, and so it pains me to say it, but yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Disney's um, that's why the wish. It looks like they've really modernized those rooms. I'm right. excited to stay in one. That's of those. what I was gonna say. I, I think, at least from the pictures that I've seen, it, it it seems like maybe those those staterooms on the wish are gonna kind of rival some of these nicer staterooms on these other cruise lines. Um, but I what I what I'm really excited to see is the uh, those multi level suites on um, on the wish. I think those. Uh, look really cool, and and it sounds like kind of what you'd be looking for was just more space, right? To, yes, uh, and, it, and I have to say, on Disney Wonder, they, on the Disney Wonder, they redid the Royal Suite, and it's more of an updated. It got rid of all the burl wood. It has more more gray colors and stuff on the walls, and it's kind of what these other ships have, you know. 
So I think they're going in that direction. And yeah. So and yeah, I, it, again, these ships are you know ten to twenty years right, old. So I, exactly. I give them that. Yeah. It's it's kind of funny because you don't really hear a lot about Disney doing kind of mass overhauls of their staterooms just to kind of modernize them. And I think the um the the stand you know the regular state rooms are relatively modern even even the um even though the ships are a little bit older but yeah i think where they could certainly use some some improvement is on um you know the concierge cabins um did you experience the spa on all three of your cruises or yes. excuse me on on these two cruises and i i know you've done it with disney we have so we did the spa on Okay. Both these recent sailings. How so, would you compare those? Very similar. I think, you know, mostly spas have this, they're an outside contractor. And so yeah. it's all the same one. So it, everything was very similar. Um, I got to say the spa on the Celebrity Edge, though, since it's only about three years old, it was this, the rooms were, you know, everything's bigger. I, I was, as I was walking through, you, there's all glass windows, like where they're doing like the nails and stuff like that. And it's just huge areas for all these other services. It, it's, it's the spot was twice as big as I, I realized it was when I, when mm. I first went in there. Um, the, you know, actually the actual for the service itself, it's compared to same as Disney. So, sure. okay. That makes sense. Um, let's see here. What about just kind of the, the concierge, amenities the service the experience of you know sailing concierge so celebrity celebrity is number one disney is now number two and oh Wales number three. Oh geez <laughs> <laughs> so on the celebrity edge i mean it's a newer it's a newer ship yeah they have a lot their retreat area what they call the retreat reckon compared to concierge i think there's about 80 rooms and so you have the the pool deck, the lounge, which is huge. You have the, your own restaurant, and then I'm not sure all the retreat rooms have it, but we had, you know, they advertise as a butler, but she called herself the room host. And this lady we had was awesome. She had four rooms, so whenever you needed something, you picked up the phone, you dialed four digits, she would immediately answer, and go, "What do you need? What can I bring you?" And as she as she learned what we liked. More stuff would appear in our room every afternoon, yeah, you sure. know, a plate of sandwiches and snacks yeah. and different stuff. So yeah. celebrity, you know, it's they're catering to, you know, a higher end experience because yeah. they have the retreat. And then they have something called the aqua class, which I think would be more considered be like Disney concierge, to be honest with you. Gotcha. OK. Then they have the normal state rooms. Yeah. And so the retreat lounge had three um, concierge people to help you whenever you needed something. Plus we had our direct room person. Mm-hmm. So is, you know, very, they cater to anything you need where Royal had one concierge person and they had a, a lounge that was kind of similar to Disney's. It had little different food and stuff, you know, throughout the day. But one thing um, celebrity has when we got in the terminal is, you know, we went checked in, they take upstairs an elevator where they take your picture. They want to see your passport one last time they have a full bar up there with all this like little sandwiches and food and stuff. And I was like, Oh, this looks pretty good. And I started to walk over there and all of a sudden there was an officer saying, well, I'm going to take you on board now. So I didn't even get to experience that, but <laughs> for waiting, they have a full spread of food there for you when you're waiting to board the ship. Gotcha. Wow. You know, Disney gives you a cup of water, I believe, and Royal had nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. So in, for concierge on the Disney ships, um, is it, 
is it just a matter of like there aren't enough hosts per you know number of guests you know what i mean so on disney they have um usually 40 concierge rooms more or less right yeah and they used to have three hosts and they have to have time off so most of the time there's one in the in the lounge and then one's off doing something and and they, and they take good care of you don't get yeah. me wrong they take good of care course, of you yeah. I, i've never had any issues in, you know not getting something i need or help with anything it just you know celebrity just took it to an extra step i mean yeah i gotcha that makes sense um what about just kind of overall guest service i mean disney wins awards every year you know about you know how how great their um their services uh what was your experience across the across the cruise lines they were all great i you know i went into royal you know it was a lot more inexpensive product and i was kind of thinking you know but we we had outstanding service there everybody was always super happy and friendly and, you know, Disney, you always, they, have, they sell service. That's part right. of their deal, exactly, especially yeah. in concierge level. It's great. And celebrity is, you know, even the people in the, in the retreat area, they're just, you know, they're there to take care of you. But everyone around the ship was just really great. And we had no problems at all. Everybody was like this, you know, it was less people on the sailing, but everyone, they were doing whatever they do to make you happy. And it was just, so I would say they're all about the same, honestly. The people, they all hire good people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Agreed. Um, so I know uh, Celebrity doesn't have a private island, um, but you did get to experience Perfect Day at Coco Cay. Um, what are your thoughts on that versus you know versus Castaway Key? I I told someone if Celebrity could stop at Coco Cay, it would be the perfect cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Coco Cay is you know it, it's it's. We had a blast. Yeah. It just, you know, if you want it's you know, in Disney, they only have, you know, 24 cabanas. It's hard to get a cabana unless yep. you're concierge. Yep. Coco K is just so big. There's so many. I think I counted over 125 cabana options. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, at all different price points. Yeah. They have, you know, and so if you have, you know, teenagers, they have that whole water park. The, you know, teenagers love that. Yeah. They have freshwater pools. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of stuff, and we had a blast there. Yeah, I mean, and and I love Castaway. I am, you know, I'm gonna be there in three weeks. I cannot wait to get there. On, but Coco Cay was an eye opener for me. Sure, but it, again, let me caveat that we were there with 1,700 people. Yeah, when that island can handle 14,000 people or 13, whatever the oh, two wow. Oasis class ships are. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So that's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. So we were there. So it must have felt empty. We could walk five minutes and not see somebody because yeah. the island's that big. So yeah. let me caveat that. But the island is a fun place. Sure. And I'm hoping Disney, with the, their new um, Lighthouse Point, island, Lighthouse Point they, they do more activity stuff, maybe like a small uh, water park or a, a pool for yeah. – you know, maybe some kids don't want to go in the ocean and stuff. So yeah. I hope they do that and have a lot more cabanas. I, I'm with you. I, I think more cabanas would be um, would be nice to have uh, the – you know, some sort of exactly like a water park experience. I think pools is, is a great – addition just you know and i think i think lighthouse point will be that i think it's a lot more space than castaway key is 
Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to see what they do with Lighthouse Point, assuming that Lighthouse Point actually ever happens. I don't, I don't know if you've seen all the, you know, yeah. all the uh, uh, trouble they're running into with the, the local uh, authorities and everything. So hopefully it does end up happening. But yeah, I, I, I'm with you there. I'd like to see more of a Coco Cay type destination um, and then, you know, Disney-fy it uh, at Lighthouse Point. So definitely looking forward to that. So it sounds like, you know, for, for, well, I should say Disney Cruise Line is obviously geared toward families. So if you want to have like this adult kind of exclusive high end cruise, it sounds like this, you know, celebrity cruise line is a, you know, a great, great way to do that. Um, so I'll, I'll ask you this, and I might I might end up deleting it if, uh, if you know if if uh, if it goes if it goes wrong. So what you know what about what is it about? Or, or I, actually, I'm kind of putting you on spot on here. So are there any categories here that you think Disney excels? You know, Disney does kind of um, better than other cruise lines. In, in your you know from your experience, what does Disney do better than other, these other cruise lines? Obviously, Disney's you know geared you know if you're you're Disney fans, kids love the characters, right? Of so course, yeah. Kid, you know, characters are always a win. The the Disney stage shows are always a win. The Tiana's plays and Rapunzel's, I think, are a win. And obviously, the kids clubs for you know the kids, mm-hmm. I'd say three to ten. I think the Disney kids clubs because it's Disney, yeah. You know, they recognize everything there. Yeah. But. On Royal, they they have an area I didn't really go into for that age group, but then for the older kids, like my son's 16 on that ship, they had some stuff that looked really kind of more interesting than Disney. Yeah. And Royals has um, a lot of um, they still have an arcade, and then they have like a sports bar area that has a lot of like you know ski ball and stuff like oh, that. Oh, cool. And my kids had my daughter was 19 at the time. She had fun doing all that. Yeah. And celebrity, I didn't see the little kids area, but one day I was going somewhere and I saw the teenage area, you know, considered, compared to the edge and the vibe. Yeah. It looked really cool. Yeah. I was like, this looks cooler than what I've seen on Disney. Wow. And then on their daily, they call it the daily plan or not the navigator, which still gets delivered to your room, by the way, on Royal oh, okay. well, <laughs> and Celebrity. I, I, I would take that's it. That, would, you know, that's the nail in the coffin. That's uh, <laughs> it's settled. So I would I would just kind of look at what's going on that day, and some of the stuff for the teenage kids, they had like STEM projects they would do, oh, wow. and different things. It looked kind of like this kind of be cool for. You know, but obviously on the celebrities going to be a lot less kids yeah. in general. Yeah. Our ceiling was 850 people. There was four three to eight year olds and three infants. Mm-hmm. And on our royal sailing, there was quite a few kids. Yeah. But so I think you know if your kid's not completely exposed to Disney and expecting Disney, yeah. I think on Celebrity Edge they would have a real good time. Sure. Yeah. And. And so the only kid I saw two there was two infants that are in a retreat area. I saw them often. They were to sleep on their mom. But I saw a little kid in the elevator, he's probably about five or six. And he was there with his dad and he they were talking to me. I said, How's it like the kids area? And he goes, Oh, he loves it. There's only four kids, it's just one on one. Yeah, yeah. So that kid was having the cruise of his life. Nice. Yeah. So I you know, obviously I tell people if you got, you know, three I I've always said this, three to ten year olds, maybe twelve year olds. They're going to love a Disney cruise no of matter course, what. They yeah. know the characters. They're familiar with it. Yeah. You know, as teenagers, how, you know, 
how much Disney do your teenagers like? Unfortunately, my kids always stayed that way. Yeah, but I, yeah, yeah. I know other families with the kids kind of eh, the Disney thing. So sure. No, I think that's I think that's a great point. And and what I was gonna say is, you know, for for me and my family, and I know a ton of other people, the the Disney name kind of carries a lot of weight just in terms of the cruise experience because, you know, I grew up. A huge Disney fan. I grew up going on Disney cruises, going to Disney World. So that you know, there's that like nostalgia factor to me. Obviously, I'm a big fan of the characters and the stories and all that stuff. So, you know, if 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 you're into that thing and if you're in kind of the Disney bubble, then these these Disney cruises are great. But certainly, you know, there are lots of things that that Disney could could do to kind of branch out and reach a different um, you know demographic or a different um, type of cruiser because, you know, right now it's geared toward the family and I know that, um, you know, that's the way they want it to be and everything, but still for, you know, like you said, those older kids, they, they certainly have lots of things that they could do to improve, um, you know, add, add experiences and, and, and fun things for them to do, uh, you know, like on the upper decks and, you know, for adults, I think, you know, they could improve kind of the, the, the lounges and stuff, um, and, 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 and I think, um, um, specialty dining is a huge thing. I think a lot of people want that variety and want different options and want to try new things. Um, and, you know, Paulo and Remy and, um, uh, and, uh, Enchante on, on the wish are, you know, are great, but you know, it's only two of them on, on these ships yeah, where, I, where these other I ships have a, a ton more. Yeah. I was hoping for a couple more when yeah, they announced all so that. Was I. And, and it's possible that there are more to come, although I, I feel like they would have announced it by now, but there still are things that haven't yet been revealed on the wish. So, you know, they could be holding those back, but I, I sort of feel like we know what the dining is going to be. And, and one thing going back to celebrity and kids my daughter's 19, and I was toying with the idea of changing a Disney cruise to a celebrity cruise we have coming up. And then I started thinking, Disney still has, you know, the 18 to 20 society or whatever it is. Yeah. So she can go to things there and meet other people her age and stuff. Right. On the celebrity, I don't think there'd be many people her age. Sure, okay. So I think, you know, there's a, a void there. Yeah. I mean, I think, like, some would have a good time, but I think she'd be kind of bored. Right, because there'd be no yeah. people her age. But the wish is going to have a, a dedicated lounge for kids in that age group, which I think is pretty cool. Because well, that's yeah, that's awesome. Because yeah. hey, there's a lot of big sisters and big brothers, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And and that was I remember sailing when I was eighteen and or uh, yeah, eighteen and nineteen. So you've aged out of the kids' clubs, but you're not old enough to do kind of the adult activities yet. So it's really an awkward, you know, uh, age group. Isn't oh yeah, and my. You know, the first sailing we had canceled with Disney, you know, it was one of the, my daughter. Now she's aged out of the clubs, right? Yeah, she, right. We had a big sailing. She was only 17, and we missed all of 2020, and she, you know, so yeah. she turned 18, and then we're out of luck. Gotcha, yeah. So, all right. Well, Chris, thanks for uh, for doing this. Hopefully you didn't, uh, you know, make me lose Disney Cruise uh, podcast <laughs> no, it, followers. So, they, you know, they go over to the – you know the, so, the Royal so, Caribbean blog or something. <laughs> and so let me clarify. You know, I I bash on Disney quite a bit. I st- we still love Disney. We have I believe ten sailings through 2023 booked. Um, I also have another celebrity cruise booked. I didn't think I'd ever this would happen, but I do. 
Royal wasn't for us. Yeah. I don't think I'll go on Royal again. It just it wasn't for me. It was sure. fun. We had a great time, family vacation, but it, it, I, celebrity or Disney, I think what we're going to stick with. And D- Disney has a lot of nostalgia. You know, we're, we're looking forward to get back on the Disney ship just for yeah. familiarity of it. You know, and just we like the look of the classic ships. But yeah, we're still diehard Disney people, yeah. but we're going to branch out now and do some celebrity sailings, sure. and we're looking forward to that. Yeah. Well, that's that's great, and uh, Disney only has themselves to blame for that. So, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately, yeah. Uh, well, thanks, Chris. I, I appreciate you you taking the time to do this, and and um, you know this is some great information, and uh, lots of lots of room for for Disney uh, Cruise Line to improve. I think, uh, like any business, there's always room for improvement, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. All right, Chris. Um, well, you have a great evening, and uh, I'll talk to you again soon. You too. Thank you for having me on again. All right. As a reminder, you can connect with the show by following along on Twitter at the DCL Dude, or by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com/dcldudepodcast. Please feel free to ask a question, leave a comment, drop a note, or share the podcast with your followers. I'd also be very grateful if you could rate the podcast on iTunes and leave a review. Of course, if there's anything I can do to improve your listening experience, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening.